الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قل وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين الحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulamai kiram, elders and brothers One of the names of this dunya is the place of fulfilling responsibilities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in this dunya for us to fulfill the various responsibilities that we have. Certain rights that we owe to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and certain rights that we owe to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among our responsibilities, one of the greatest responsibilities we have is towards our children. Remember, a child is a very great ni'mat and favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many people make a lot of dua for children. They cry. They make they use different measures. So this is a very great ni'mat and favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Children will bring happiness and joy to your home. But at the same time, remember, they are also a very great amanat and a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the day of Qiyamat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask every one of us who had children, what did you do to secure and protect the iman of your child? What effort did you make to give your child the correct upbringing? and to give him proper dini education. If a person shirked in his responsibility, then unfortunately, on the day of Qiyamah, he will be taken to task. The hadith which I recited in the khutbah, wherein Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, kullukum ra'in. Every one of you is a shepherd. Every one of you is responsible. Wa kullukum mas'ulun an ra'iyati. And every one of you will be asked about his flock. This is your children. They are in your home. You are the father. You have got the responsibility what did you do to bring up these children correctly? So this is a question that we need to constantly ask ourselves. What are we doing to protect and preserve the iman of our children? Especially in these turbulent times. Remember, the times that we are going through now are unprecedented. The amount of batil and filth that is now being spread in the world is unprecedented. The amount of effort that shaitan and the agents of shaitan are making and the forces of batil are making is unprecedented. You do not find this in the history of human beings. You will not find this type of danger. These agents of shaitan, the enemies of Islam, different systems, they use the education system. In the education system, they put in all the filth that they wanted to put in. Now the child is being taught in school. You got a choice if you want to be a male, you want to be a female. If it is a boy and he says, no, I want to be a girl. The teacher then, you know, courage. 
and tells him, well done, Shabash, you are a brave child. That is the filth that is being taught to our children. 50 years ago, if you told someone, they will tell you perhaps not in our wildest dream, we would ever see come like that. What does that have to do with education? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This filth, theories that are completely false, completely fake, that scientists themselves are saying, those theories are completely baseless. The biggest hoax in the history of science, that theory is now being forced down the throats of our children. They have to learn that in the schools. They have to learn it in the high schools. They have to learn it in the universities. So they use the education system. Then in the name of entertainment, you'll find all wrong will come in. In the name of entertainment. A person is entertaining himself. He thinks to himself, he's watching something for entertainment. But the amount of fault in that which he's viewing, the amount of fault that is found there, is something that sometimes even the kuffar will say that we even feel embarrassed now to sit and view that with our children. The amount of filth that comes in, these different devices that we have got, devices of mass destruction. Remember all these new devices that we have got now, iPhone and iPad and iPod and what have you, these are devices of mass destruction. This is destroying the iman, the morals, the haya and shame of millions and billions of people. That device now is in the hand of our children. We have given it to our children and we have made it accessible to them. What that device is causing, what havoc it's causing. That is why it is mentioned that the inventor or one of the, one of the inventors of the Apple, Steve Jobs, he himself mentioned, I will never give these devices to my children. Imagine a kafir is saying, he invented that. He is the founder of the company. And he is saying, this I will not give to my children. Because he understands what evil and what harm that can cause. What capacity of evil is got within it. People to think to themselves now, you know what, I'm just seeing something. I'm seeing, my child is seeing this cartoon. They don't realize even in the cartoon, the subliminal messages. All these things that children are seeing, there's subliminal messages in it. This is not something that I am telling you, but this is something that the kuffar themselves, the psychologists themselves, when they see in their children becoming lunatics, when they see in the children going crazy, they thought to themselves, what happened? How is it these children have gone on this route? How have they taken this? Then they themselves have concluded, it's because of the subliminal messages that they're watching on the screen, the fault that they're watching, that is what has made these children the way they are. In one of the western countries, some years ago, a 10-year-old child and another child who was younger than 10, both had connived to murder a 2-year-old child. So they took the 2-year-old child, they put him down, whatever, they hit him with stones or bricks, whatever. They killed him and they took his body and they threw that body on the, on, on the railway track. Eventually they found out this is what happened, but people are shocked. They can't understand now. How have these children become delinquents? How have these children become monsters? What made them monsters now? So the psychologists now. This is no ulama fraternity. This is not someone, hey, this is an Indian alim or something that came as some hardcore hardliner. The psychologists themselves, they did a research to say that why, how could something be created like this in the mind of a child? Innocent masoom child. How could he connive something like this? Then they concluded by the age of 10, if he's watching television, he's already seen so many thousand murder scenes. 
And it is those murder scenes that now have got caught into his subconscious. And somewhere along the line, he may opt to do something like this. Somewhere along the line, he may opt to do commit murder. Although the child is of that age. So who has exposed the child to that filth? Who has bought that filth and put it in the home? Who has given that device to the child? Now he's thinking to himself, what happened to my child? Where did I go wrong? People ask this question, Moana. I don't know where I went wrong. You just look into your own home. And you just look at what you have got there. You will understand where you went wrong. A child goes on to drugs. A child becomes an alcoholic. Every child is born with, with the potential of good in him. That child could have become the Ghazali of the time. That child could have become the Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahmatullahi of the time. He could have become an asset to his community. That child could have become a great Dai. He could have done great work for Islam. But who destroyed that potential? Wasallam, in the hadith, he had given a similarity with mines. Anasum Adin, people are mines. Like how you get gold mines, silver mines. That child had gold in him. Someone had silver in him. Someone had diamonds in him. You needed to exploit the potential. You needed to spend quality time with him. You needed to expose him to the right environment. You needed to bring him to the masjid. You needed to take him out to take him for the Shab Guzari. You were supposed to bring that child in the right environment. Expose him to pious people. Then you would have been able to exploit the potential of that child. Otherwise now, by you exposing him to filth, by you exposing him to haram, what has happened now, you have destroyed that potential within that child. Now Allah protect, that child can become a source of embarrassment for you. If he's not going to embarrass you in this dunya, Allah protect. He may be embarrassed on the day of Qiyamah. On the day of Qiyamah in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah protect us. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks about this in the Quran Sharif, where Allah ta'ala depicts and Allah explains the scene of the day of Qiyamah. Around Jahannam, they are farishtas. Very, very harsh. Very hard. Very powerful. Very mighty. La ya'soon Allah ma'amarahum. They will not disobey Allah in the command that Allah gives them. They will do exactly what Allah commands them to do. Allah protect. But on that day of Qiyamah, if the hukam and the instruction is given, that that child has to be thrown into the fire of Jahannam, what will be our condition? What will be our plight? So respected friends, we have to open our eyes and we have to come back to reality. Because sometimes we are living in an imaginary world. We are living in a dream world. You are taking your child and throwing him into the ocean and expecting him not to get wet. It's not going to happen. We're going to expose our children to all these wrong things. Then definitely if the child is going to go off, then we, there's no one else to blame but our own selves. So that is why, let us keep this hadith before us all the time. When Abiyya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Kullukum ra'in, every one of you is responsible. Remember when you look at that child, think to yourself, this is an amanat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is going to question me on the day of Qiyamah. I am answerable. Look at the child with the eyes that Allah has kept great potential in this child. If I exploit that potential, if I utilize him in the correct manner, if I put good, good values into the life of this child, then inshallah one day this child will be a source of comfort for me. This child will be the coolness of my eyes. Remember your children are your greatest investment. You know people worry about investments, offshore investments, this investment, that investment. Your child is your greatest investment. Every day, you are depositing into the memory bank of your child. Every day. Remember every day what you're doing, how you behave, how you speak, 
How do you act? What language you use? Unfortunately, our homes have now become war zones. Husbands and wives are having competition of who can use more vulgar language and who can scream louder. That is the unfortunate, unfortunate situation of our homes nowadays. Now what is going to be the plight of that child? That child being growing up in that home is going to negatively affect that child. That is the child that is so dear to you. You'll do anything to save the life of your child. You'll do anything for your child. You don't realize often in life, it is your own behavior that is now, it is psychologically damaging that child. You are injuring that child. You may do irreparable damage to him. You have to treat the child with muhabbat. You have to treat him with love. Remember, children don't need critics. They need role models. The father doesn't have to be a critic of the child. What happens? We don't do things the right way. We don't follow the right systems. Eventually when things go wrong, then you start screaming and you start swearing and you start shouting and you want to bring the roof down. But sometimes it is too late. Sometimes the child is already gone. Sometimes an illicit relationship has already been formed. Sometimes a child is involved in a cult. You get cases like that. Children are becoming Satanists. The other day one teacher is telling me, a lot of the children, they are seeing from the pictures they are drawing in their books, children are becoming Satanists. How did that child be exposed to Satanism? How is he exposed to a cult? Again, yeah, it's the same internet. It's the same device. It's the same company. It is the same different things that are happening. What about Halloween? Muslim children are taking part in Halloween. Muslim youth, Muslim teenagers, parents are also taking part in Halloween, in, in this Halloween festival, and all these different rituals that they do. When Satanists are telling you, there was one ex-priest of Satanism, and he's saying how dangerous this Halloween is. And what a strong link Halloween has got with Shaitan. Respected friends, we have to be cognizant of all of this. We have to understand the time we are living in. Unfortunately, we are in a denial state. Many of us are still 50 years back. You know, 50 years back, we just take things for granted. Things will just happen. My child will just come right. He'll just come on the right path. No, you have to make a concerted effort. You have to be very, very careful when it comes to your child. You have to be awake. You have, awake. You have to be alert. Sometimes there will be warning signs. People are finding their children slitting their wrists now. Now the child likes to see blood. This is a very dangerous thing. Morana, my child is now slitting his wrist. He sits and he likes to see blood. My child likes to be in a dark room. He doesn't like to go out anywhere now. These are all warning signs. When there's a warning sign, don't treat it light. You will be shocked. And for that matter, you yourself would have read many articles of where children are becoming suicidal now. A 10-year-old child is committing suicide. Suicide has become something, a habit in children. When there was a time when children woke up, they were the happiest of people. You know, children woke up with all with all the energy, ready to take on the day. Children never wanted to stop playing. They don't want to sleep at night. But now children have become depressed. They have become suicidal. We have to worry about all these different problems. That is again, once again, nothing else that you can accept this modern lifestyle. What else are you going to attribute it to? It is this modern lifestyle. All these new devices, all this technology that the kufara fooled us with. It is... It is the evil and the darkness of these things when they are misused that you find that now it is negatively impacting and it is harming the Respected friends, time does not permit us to go into too many details. But remember, first of all, and one of the most important things we need to do 
is make a lot of dua. This is that time where you need to cry to Allah and make dua. And when I'm saying crying, cry like a drowning person. Our mashayikh are telling us now that these fitnas are coming with such force. Only that man can be saved who cries to Allah like a drowning. You know a man is drowning and he's asking for help. How is he going to cry? So you have to cry like that. Wake up the hajjud time. After your namazes. Friday between Asr and Maghrib. Whenever you get some moment of acceptance, seize that moment. Cry for your iman. Cry for the iman of it. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is going to protect that child. Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam had parted from his father at a very young age. But it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that protected Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam. All the challenges that came before him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided him. It is Allah that can protect us. It is only Allah that can protect our children. So let us now, first of all, start making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, let us make this intention. From this point, if you never made it already, remember as soon as a child is conceived, from the time the child is in the womb of the mother, the mother and father should both make a firm intention. We want this child of ours to become a Allah wala. He must become a friend of Allah. Why? I'm not going to be in this dunya. I'll be gone. Shortly, we all are going from this dunya. No one is here to stay. But if you link your child with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you taught him how to go on the musalla and how to cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, to your child. You have given him a very great wealth because whatever he goes through in his life, he knows. My father, remember, we leave behind us legacies. The child will not listen to what you say. You can give him all the bayans. But he will see what you do. If you leave the legacy of tilawat quran every day the child knows, you know, every day my father took out the Quran. He recited the Quran. My mother took out the Quran. She recited the Quran. The child knows. Later on in life, he knows this is the road of success. My father was reading Quran. My mother was reading Quran. But if the father was playing games on his cell phone, the whole day he was sitting on social media, the mother was in different groups and different chats. The child will think that's the road of success. That is the road that Allah's help. What is going to bring Allah's help? Turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us make that intention that we're going to make our children inshallah Allah walas. We're going to link them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember the greatest gift you can give your child is every day take out a few minutes and give your child moral change. Teach him adab, teach him respect every day. Consistently, if you want your child to become intelligent, start talim in your home. Every night, 15-20 minutes. Start that talim. That nur of that talim will permeate that child. Inshallah, to the barakat of that talim, that child will become intelligent. If you want him to become more intelligent, tell him more stories of anbiya, pious people, sahaba. You know, when you take the names of those people, Allah's rahmat will descend. Teach your child about salah. Teach him about ibadat. Teach him his obligations. Teach him all the different laws and injunctions of deen. Send him to a proper good maktab. Spend any amount of money. Remember, when it comes to your child, when it comes to medical, people are prepared to spend any amount of money. When it comes to deen, you need to spend even more money. Don't be frightened. Any amount of money you spend. But if it is for the correct upbringing of your child, that money is well spent for every cent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you reward. May Allah grant us the true understanding.